episode 18. I um yesterday I did the Line of Duty podcast, mm. which will be out before. Oh my god, is that me leaking or is that? That's a bottle. No, no, that's baby. That's baby. Yeah, that's a baby. That's not my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Sexy. Yeah. No, it's just not actually. Oh, my, my titties are leaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It's just so annoying that I all of my talk about breastfeeding is that I've gone straight back to mm. square one. Mm. I'm feeding him kind of throughout the night and my boobs are like rock hard mm. most of the time. Mm. And the only, it, you, basically you have to push through the rock hard boobs to get to the other side and I just never quite brave enough. Oh God. So I think I'm gonna be breastfeeding for a while. Anyway. I breastfed until I was seven. That's yeah. why I'm such a genius. So. Exactly. You weren't actually seven. Let's just put that out there. Just some People will write horrible <laughs> comments about that. Makes you make smart. assumptions about your... If you person. can ask for it, means that you know what you want in life. <laughs> <laughs> there is something quite nice about it, though. I, I, I remember seeing a woman in the library, maybe just before I got pregnant with 10, and the baby was walking mm. and and able to you know look like a proper toddler and so when she went and sat down kind of um straddled her mum and mm. and fed upright mm. Mm. whilst it was story time yeah. in the library yeah. i just couldn't stop watching yeah, just... yeah 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 she's gonna be a ceo one day is she though because the thing <laughs> is about breast milk it's so thin i think it's a kind of it is obviously amazing to do but if you look at it at points in the day, it's so watery. Yeah. I don't, and then you look at formula and it's actually got added vitamins and stuff. You think, actually, is it all a myth? Mm. It probably is. In order to make women feel constantly inadequate and tired and mm. chained to their babies and not be able to go back to work, it is probably all a huge conspiracy. Yeah, I am so glad that I've relaxed about the formula thing because it's just so much easier. Mm. So much easier. It means we can all help. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great. Mm. Anyway, um, so the Lime Duty podcast, um, talking of microphones. I'm so annoyed that you got to watch the second episode, though. I know. So it's a whole thing. I didn't know that if you if you're able to go on a podcast to, to do um, anything about TV, they mm. send you the link before, and it's there's a whole world of BBC programs that are just hidden from everybody. And you you it was they you know I would have got arrested if I showed anyone. Mm. Mm. Obviously, I watched it with Alfie in bed, but. Mm. Um, you know, I couldn't. Uh, you know, it would have been wrong. It would. I felt like it was not fair. Yeah. If 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 anyone. So I was I was very good. I didn't show anyone else. And there are so many programs on there that I could have. I w I didn't have access to, but it felt kind of weird to be in the BBC backside. Exactly. Is that the word? No. <laughs> the Back BBC. End. The, no. Again. <laughs> No, the BBC, the BBC, like backstage, backstage pass, you had like backstage a VIP. Pass. Mm. I had a backstage VIP pass. Mm. It was only because, to be fair, somebody dropped out the Line of Duty podcast and they... You're not exactly, you wouldn't be my first choice, <laughs> if I'm really being honest. But like, straight off the bat, second episode, you've got to start the series strong. I wouldn't instantly go to you. No. But I really enjoyed the fact that they did pick you. It's because Craig Parkinson, he, I did his podcast, which is brilliant. It's a mm -hmm. two-shot podcast, which if you're an actor and you haven't listened to, I really, really recommend it just because it's really nice hearing people talk about their experiences in the industry. Usually very successful actors and then people who... Um, like me, who are very unsuccessful actors, oh but have God. funny stories about it. So yeah. it is actually a really good podcast. And he obviously was in Line of Duty. Yeah, he played Dot. Mm. Bank oh. Copper. He's the, only <laughs> <laughs> He's the only person I've ever actually fangirled. Yeah. I really, I when he was in Line of Duty, I really fancied I him. I think it's because for some reason he fit in the world of it so well. Mm. And I at once, you know, disliked him, but I was also charmed. And then when he died, it just, oh, God. oh my But goodness. this is the theory. Did he die? We never saw his funeral. We never saw his grave. We did, did he see die? Blood, though. We saw, we saw blood, blood and we yeah. sh shot chest. They're, they're good criminals. They can fake blood. You know? Oh my God, what a what a treat that would be if he came back for a cameo. But surely this is the last no, season. No, he said he's absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, he's presenting the Line of Duty podcast and in the first episode, it's called Obsessed with Line of Duty. And in the first, uh, the first guest was Sarah Millican. And I listened to her one and she was really, really good on it. And so I felt quite pressured and I was nervous anyway. And I didn't want to bother Alfie. He hates me saying this, but he, like, I always am getting him to set up things for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel so stupid most of the time because it's always like a microphone mm -hmm. or a, mm -hmm. an iPad. And I'm just inept mm -hmm. te technically, mm -hmm. technologically. 
Um, so I tried to do it on my iPad with a mic, which to be fair, he did have to set up. But I thought, oh, you know, he can then go to his office and he doesn't have to. Um, anyway, I got really in deep into the Land Duty podcast, having a really great chat. And then I just froze and everything shut down. And I thought it all deleted. And I ha- <laughs> it was just, it was so stressful getting it all back together, getting it getting in contact with them setting it all up again it took about 20 minutes and then got back in and it happened again Mm. so I just I really disappointed them (laughs) I wasn't a good guest do you think that you are a generally good guest on things do you think that you're good at being interviewed I remember sorry just fun little story this is just to give a flavor what Jessie's like I remember once me and my mom sitting in the audience in Edinburgh uh, to watch Jesse do, I think one of your first like interviews as a as a comedian about your show, and for some reason you turned up with soaking wet hair. <laughs> you just rocked up onto the stage with soaking wet hair, and you sat down like this kind of demon spirit that was like being asked about something, and you you. But the thing is, you just you never know what to expect. Sometimes in an interview you're really giggly, sometimes you're really really dark and forlorn. But it's just so interesting because I feel, feel like so many people, and especially performers, have a real set persona and you can tell the anecdotes they're telling you know it's all very like devised crinkly smile around the eyes like they don't really care but with you it's like it always feels very genuine I think you're a really fun person to interview but how do you feel I remember that interview so clearly because it was um Tessa and Stevie on the nobody Mm -hmm. panic thing Mm -hmm. uh really good podcast again really nice girls you probably already listened if if you listen to that you probably listen to this Mm -hmm. let's be fair Mm -hmm. the Venn diagram is quite oh yeah yeah, small big time um Anyway, I That's remember so cool. that morning really well because I I get really stressed before performing because mm-hmm. I'm not a natural performer at all. And I remember the podcast was before a show. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, I think I was just, yeah. But I, I feel really uncomfortable being watched um, with my posture and everything. I do kind of like shrivel up into a stressed ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm so ashamed of stuff like that. But the thing is, it's so it's so sweet. It is so sweet because like it just shows that you, the fact that you have to perform, no, the fact that you perform and you do well despite the fact that it makes you deeply uncomfortable. It shows that you're a true artist. Like that's what you want to be. You don't want really a performer who creates this really interesting, moving, dark, thought-provoking piece of art, and then they get interviewed afterwards and they're like a gleaming, perfect Hollywood model. That would mean much less to me because it shows that they just wanted to be seen. Yes, I mean it's still valid, but I quite like the fact that you're like a bit. Weird. There's two <laughs> different types of um, performer. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely the introvert performer. I think you are too, to a certain extent, except I think you're really good at um, faking it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You're really it's good at faking skill. it. It's my skill. It's Whereas my skill. I am awful at faking it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't waste my time trying to fake it. Um, but say Alfie, who's such a natural performer and so extroverted like he just loves being around people like he comes alive in public and that's why it's so weird this last year year because we've seen him when whenever like there's a moment say in a you know when you're ordering a coffee and you're in a line and then he has to speak to a stranger I'm always like oh that's a different person yeah and I I feel really guilty that he's not allowed to be that person very Mm. much at the moment but then I guess no one is allowed to be the, the people they really are at the moment but well, actually, I am being the person. Mm. I am a her- hermit. Mm. You're a homebody. And homegirl. You're Jenny from the block. Jessie yeah. from the block. Oh, J-Lo. Oh, God. I shouldn't mention J-Lo. You shouldn't Jessie, mention Jessie her. Jessie just drifts off into her own little world. I want to try her skincare range. Ooh. She I has wanna, perfect skin, to Yeah, be fair. She yes. takes good care of it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Drinks also, a lot of water. Have you noticed my bum lately? Yes, I have. Thank you. Couldn't stop looking at it this morning. No, genuinely, have you noticed that my bum has got really good? It's radiant. Yeah. It's emitting its own form of energy. I feel an electromagnetic field coming off of it. I'm doing specific bum exercises, mm-hmm. people. I've seen. I've seen. And it it just works the trick. Is mm-hmm. that the, the phrase? <laughs> Does yes. the trick. Does the trick. Do the, the, yeah, do you see them on my work? I wish she has to up- That's so embarrassing. I wish she has That's to upload so I wish she has to upload the podcast videos via U- Jesse's YouTube. So they're logged into the same thing and so he gets a little peek at some of the stuff she's been looking at. I also started doing really embarrassingly an ab line workout, which is just for the, the waist and the abs and a specific waist one. And Ooh. then there's another one which is um grow your booty in twenty days. <laughs> 20 day booty workout yeah 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the um, skinny legs in 12 days or something like that. And it's because the idea is that you repeat it every day. I do it one day. Mm-hmm. I, never, I never do the top <laughs> days. I never return to that video. That's it's rest assured we're not returning. But the fact that I, the fact that it tells me skinny legs in 12 days, I'm always like, I'm going to have skinny legs in 12 days. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is I spend so long trying to find these videos. So mm. now I've like just kind of saved them all. And there is, there's this one woman I'm kind of obsessed with who... Did you have you ever heard of Gymshark? Mm-hmm. Well, I had never. Oh yeah, because Gymshark make these leggings. Um, I've actually ordered some uh, that are specifically designed to highlight your, you know. Oh. They have like special patches that are lighter, tighter. It kind of is like spanks for your bum. Oh, I want them. Mm. That's um, how they became really famous because they use fitness influencers to promote these specific leggings that are like obscenely provocative right well they've hooked me in mm-hmm. I've they've got me mm-hmm. and there's one who was with Gymshark as a trainer but she's left mm-hmm. and so she does loads of videos like why I left Gymshark <laughs> what's and, her name what's her name um I I don't remember I will put it in the mm-hmm. the end description but she does these um 20 minute workouts and they're all <laughs> really they're not just your normal squats oh really they're they're she has a mobility expert who designs the workout so they're all like a squat with a lunge with a t- twist mm-hmm. but her face when she does this workout is amazing she looks so constipated (laughs) and she's trying so hard and she's just in her she's obviously been bought a flat by youtube Mm -hmm. and it's i can see westfield in the background so i know it's near stratford so i could find her if i wanted to and she lives with her boyfriend mario and they just youtube all day long they film themselves and so i was doing one for a workout video which was 20 minutes long i only managed 16 minutes and then then I clicked on the, the link underneath and it was a food diary. Oh my God. I can't believe you've only just stumbled into the world of food diaries. I'm very new to YouTube in general, really. I never get, I never, I've always been quite disciplined about never getting into a YouTube hole, but I feel like I've now opened that door. I feel like generationally, that's quite an interesting divide because as a young teenager from the ages of 12 to sort of 16, 17, I was obsessed with YouTube. That would be my hobby when I came home from school, watching people do makeup tutorials and taking me through their their vlog. You know, whereas I feel like for you that would have been a bit lame. So it's interesting that you're now coming onto a side of it that for me feels very dated. Oh my god, I just I can't believe it. It's so basic, mm. but in the best, most beautiful way. It's so so satisfying to get a little nugget of an impression of what somebody else's day is like. I think it's a reaction to years of TV development as well because you see, you go through years of trying to get a script made and having to prove yourself as a performer and a writer and what would my brand be and what would this show be? Like, would it be girls mixed with mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And and then you try and <laughs> That like, sounds like a winner. <laughs> and then you, you try and kind of condense yourself into a tagline mm-hmm. to get sold and it's never worked, then you go on YouTube suddenly and you watch these vloggers and these food diaries who are just just giving out, you know, minutes and minutes of just nothingness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not worrying about it being funny at the end of the sentence or having a, a nice little neat summary at the end. They're just kind of just talking as themselves like, hey, oh my God, what am I doing with my hair today? Oh, yeah. It's oh. like a complete stream of consciousness. It's yeah. actually kind of like, it's sort of really sophisticated high art if you look at it in a certain way. Totally. And it's, they're just being themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that as a as a performer and for years trying to be very neat and fit in and find my slot mm-hmm. and it's never worked. And find the right version of yourself yeah. to put out there. They just put everything. Like, exactly. There's no embarrassment. There's no embarrassment. And they... They celebrate the, the mundaneness of mm-hmm. their experiences. Not that they're all mundane. Some are, you know, really interesting and funny. But most is what I had for breakfast today. And, oh, today was actually quite a nice day. And, like, I don't give a shit about your day, <laughs> but I'm watching. <laughs> oh, my God, I just find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. I um, I was on Food Diaries for a little bit and sort of general vlogs. and But that was more when I was a young teenager. And then I sort of shifted on to makeup tutorials and things like that. But now my YouTube consists of uh, watching sort of... Um, they're called binge diaries. Oh, oh my god! I almost don't want to get you onto them because oh you're going to enjoy it too much. I'm writing this down. And it's essentially people who are recording what they eat on their binge days, and you never see their faces. You only see their hands. You never see them eat the food. You only see them pick the food up, show it to the camera, 
and then they go off screen, take a bite of it, and then they show you the process of them eating it. And for some people, it's like they're recovering from eating disorders, so they're documenting, you know, to kind of like keep accountability of themselves or, you know, in there trying to gain weight. Some people, they just do it for fun. But to just see how other people indulge, because binging and like being indulgent was such a huge part of my life when I was a teenager, to see how other people do it, what foods they eat, what cereal they're binging on, the way that they put together meals is fascinating. Oh my God. And and is it really um, premeditated and planned? Some of them are. So there's this one girl that I watch particularly called Ophelia Laos. I've never seen her face. I'm fascinated. She's a mysterious figure. I want to know everything about her. But she is very honest and open and brutal with herself. Some days she plans out everything and other days it's like a complete free-for-all and she'll have a little caption, very calming music and she'll have these little kind of annotated captions where she talks about well, this is where my mindset was at. This is why I did that. It's just... I am doing that tonight. That's my Friday night sorted. It is in just... Bed. It's, we're going to watch it together. It's so uh, fun. Alfie, no, I'm sorry. That's that's saved for Alfie. Alfie, <laughs> Alfie loves it. We started watching... Um, so he did a podcast uh, during lockdown and one of the guests was Chloe Madeley, you know, Richard Madeley's daughter, mm, Rich mm-hmm, and Judy. Mm-hmm. So, Bad girl. Oh, she's got married to a, a huge rugby player, mm-hmm. like as in like big mm-hmm. and successful, who seems to be one of the most um, kind of ambitious and industrious YouTubers out there. He does kind of, not to massive success, mm-hmm. but he just kind of does loads of series on YouTube. Anyway, they've started doing a podcast in lockdown called The Lockdown Diaries or something original like that. And... Um, <laughs> They <laughs> did a food diary day. Oh, I loved it so much. Because he's like six foot six. He has to eat 4,000 to 8,000 calories a day. Can you imagine? That would be, that would be a holiday. Oh. I just want to take a holiday in that man's body for a week <laughs> oh, and just, totally. just walk around in it, see what that's like. So every meal he has three courses. So he has a... a, a, a he has a starter, a main and a pudding for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And so I watched. Oh my God. He has like granola for a starter, then a fry up for the main and then a light cereal for the dessert. Why I, do you have granola and a light cereal? That seems a bit silly. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong, but I know he had granola because once I hear the word granola, I can't stop thinking about granola. Um, and Chloe then has to, as a kind of a slim, you know, little woman, yeah. has to have, um, she has... She makes a she makes what she calls a protein cake uh-huh. out of protein powder that she microwaves with xanthium gum. Xanthium gum. Xanthium mm-hmm, gum mm-hmm. to make Familiar. it all yeah. to make it all sticky. Yeah, um, sounds disgusting, yeah. but also delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then for her second course, she has an egg white omelet with salsa and cheese. <laughs> oh, I hate being a fucking woman. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's not fair. That's not fair. Exactly. I would enjoy the three-course breakfast more than he would. I think I deserve it more. I'm uh, not having a fucking protein snot cake. Like, but so gross. She, she was describing what she... It's Margot's Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to turn the volume down on Margot watching The Little Mermaid because yeah. she's having a sick day of school she's today. Sick. She's very sick. Very sick. She's not sick. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to hang out. Um, no, to be fair, she did start laughing manically in her sleep last night and she had a fever, so she's off sick. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, don't arrest me. Anyway, um, Chloe Madeley mm-hmm. then starts talking about her weight mm-hmm. and she knows her weight, to the, you know, to the gram mm-hmm. and knows what she's got to cut in order to get there. And it's just kind of, I just could never be one of those people who knows my weight and knows what I had to do. But then I also know if I do want to become this, you know, this athlete that I want to be, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to start doing that. And I just don't, I just... I think it's fascinating. I think probably that's why people get such a... I think that's why there's such a huge appetite for these kind of videos on YouTube. Like there are, if you type in macros or women who lift weights or, you know, food diary type of things for people who are trying to like gain muscle, you're going to get more videos like than there is probably on any other category on YouTube. And I think probably it's because people are living vicariously because it's just really fascinating to watch people who can be so disciplined and morph their body into being something that they want it to be, like this kind of weapon or this piece of art. And for me, I know I could never, I would never be able to stick to anything like that. And I'm fine with it, but it's really satisfying to be able to watch people doing it and being able to kind of like 
just pretend for a second like that it's me like I genuinely sometimes watch somebody doing a whole exercise video and I feel like I've worked out oh afterwards. totally I love watching exercise videos and I'm like I god it. I feel good actually yeah I could do that some someday yeah, yeah. oh that's cool. what, that's the exercise she's doing in the fourth minute yeah mm. Mm, that looks like a good one that looks like it will burn but, but I think the reason I like just... the binge videos though is not because I have kind of um dormant eating disorder issues I don't think I do I mean I've got like you know a healthy unhealthy attitude I yeah. think to food and yeah. weight um is the fact that they are letting themselves go for a little bit. And mm -hmm. when you see somebody who's seemingly so together all the time, always knowing their macros, yeah. or I don't even know what that fucking means, yeah. or that, you know, how many grams in this pit of cheese or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. When they just let go, it's just so, it's, a, it's like a relief to know that they're human exactly. and that they can do that too. And I, I think that's why I like it. So after working really, really hard for the last month and then, kind of uh, not being able to eat very much because I always find it quite difficult filming and I, I feel so watched. Mm -hmm. I really hate filming for that reason that I feel like my body is, because you're constantly being, you know, yeah. prodded and mm -hmm. stuff and they you're in clothes that aren't your clothes and... And you're uh, worried if you eat too much, you're going to blow and feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, a, it's a real minefield, isn't it? So I had looked forward to this day of finishing filming and and like eating whatever mm -hmm, I wanted. Mm -hmm. And it's so ridiculous. And I haven't done that in years. But me and Alfie planned it um, and did it in secret. Oh, it was so exciting. Um, but we made such a mistake. When we went to Sainsbury's, we should have had a list. What happened is we went hungry and we went round the aisles and I just picked up any anything I could get. No. And what I did is I had too much chocolate. No, 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 no. There is a method mm. to the madness. It's like when you're getting pick -a mix for the cinema, you know, you're not just, you're not stacking it with Smarties. You're not gonna want those at the end of the day because they're gonna fall right to the bottom. You're gonna work through the rest of the stuff and you're gonna get to the Smarties and then you're gonna be like, I don't want you actually. You fall into the bottom, but you're not my you're not my last pick. I don't actually want to finish on Smarties, especially the Smarties they have at the cinema because it's cheap and not as good. You have to you have to think about the quantities. You have to think about the different flavors and textures. And you, you don't want to get, get full up. You don't, don't want to get. You want to. We want to start with something light. You know, maybe a foam banana. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, so if if we're gonna if we're gonna get real talk, okay, and you want to densely pack the cup because. You know that if you're not having the lid firmly on tight, that they're gonna they're gonna cause a problem. And it's like I'm sorry, I'm not gonna sacrifice. Yeah, you wanna have it you wanna have it tightly packed, lid on tight. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna start. We're gonna stack around the sides. We're gonna get some rainbow strawberry laces. Okay, you're gonna maybe get some different colors. Maybe you want some different textures in there because you don't want all one note. But ultimately, that's gonna be the thing that you're gonna wanna return to at the end of the day when you're you're rattling around at the end of the movie. Oh, do I have anything left? The one thing that you want to find is a strawberry lace, but you'll know it. That would be the thing. So you're going to firmly pack the sides. It's like insulation. It's like you're soundproofing a room, okay? And then at the bottom, we want things that are kind of like high volume, low density. So we don't want Smarties to fall to the bottom there because you know that's going to make you feel sick. You're going oh, to eat yeah. all the Smarties at the end of the day and you're going to feel sick afterwards. So maybe some some, some sort of marshmallow thing, maybe those little chocolate mices. You basically want sweet air. Yeah, sweet air. Nothing. Maybe some foam bananas. I'm not the biggest fan, but in terms of like stock filling up, you know, in terms of like padding, mm. very, very useful. And then you're gonna be throwing in some razzies. You want as many razzies as you can get. Plus- What are razzies? The chocolate with the sprinkles on top. Oh, okay. <laughs> you wanna get as many razzies as you can. And then we're gonna go for a sour, 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 sour. Mm. You know, so your sour smiley faces, the sour little cola bottles. You're not gonna be getting the normal giant cola bottles that don't taste like anything. You can maybe get one if you're curious, but I would go for a strawberry instead. Mm. Sour chocolate, sour chocolate, sour chocolate. And that's what you're going to be balancing with it out. And the sherbet in. Yes. Oh. Jesse, that's. Jessie, that's oh, sorry, what that's, I, that's, sorry, that's the that's the that's the. Insulation. Oh no, no, you're talking about the plastic tube. Yeah, yeah. Rainbow yeah. dust. No. I'm sorry, not we're not fucking amateurs here. Excuse me, you're three years old. We're not having rainbow dust. No. Are you talking about strawberry laces? No, I'm talking about the like the tubes with the the chewy sherbet thing in. You mean the white stuff in the middle? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Strawberry oh, I thought laces. you meant like the thin strawberry laces. Mm -mm -mm. No, excuse me, we're not having those in the cinema. Okay, fine. I okay. didn't think you could get those in the cinema. Okay, and then you want something flat at the top, something flat and small, so that you can get in all of the crevices. The strawberry pigs. Maybe some, no, strawberry pigs and, like I said, strawberry pigs, strawberry mice, they're going to be at the bottom because they're big. Oh, yeah. Okay, because they're going to pack up the, yeah. mice. Oh, so, yeah, so there's a, there's a method to it. 
And I feel like when you're going on a binge as well, or when you're having like a, ch- a cheat, cheat day, day. Or um, a refeed day, as, as, as athletes like to say. <laughs> exactly. I have a refeed day every week, even though I've not been burning any calories and I haven't been building any muscle. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just think you've got to basically have as many kind of contrasts as you can. You want something really, really salty and something super sweet afterwards to kind of knock your senses back mm. into wanting to eat more food. Yeah. As they have on that show that I used to love when I was younger, um, Man versus Food. Oh yeah. He would always talk about when the most difficult challenges weren't in fact the savory meals, it was always the sweet things. He had this ice cream tower and he was trying to get through, trying to work his way to the end and then he realized, get me some fries. Got some salty French fries out instantly was able to finish the ice cream. So it's all about contrast, guys. I find those um, those competitive eating competitions amazing. It's my favorite thing I to talk about. I um, did a film, <laughs> a short, well, it was like a half hour Channel 4 film, um, Burger Van Champion. Oh, I love that. Still the finest acting role to, to, to date for me. You were so good in that. Although seeing you eat burgers was really funny. Well, I didn't, I had to spit them out. Cause I just was like, I'm not gonna eat the, you know, 15 burgers in a row. So mm-hmm. I would spit them out mm-hmm. between takes. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking, this would be a fun job. Mm. But I'd feel so, you, you must just kind of um, make you have to just lie in the bed for days mm. after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, that's. I, I think that we've done enough neurotic food chat now. But I think that what's nice is, it's obvious that there's an appetite for it in terms of watching people um, stuff their faces or having an interest in what people are eating to try and like argue that you know by us just even talking about it that it's promoting something unhealthy why would there be a million videos on youtube that have millions of views if it wasn't something that people human beings in general feel kind of fascinated by i mean monkeys like feed each other and stuff and they like i think it's just we all have a slight curiosity about like what we're all putting into our bodies, you know? I mean, when I was a child, I would go into my friends' kitchens and, and look at what they had in the kitchen cupboards. Totally, that's why I love going to supermarkets and seeing what people have in their trolleys. Oh, yeah. Because most of the time, people are trying to be, to do good for their body. Exactly. Um, and and the second that I think of eating now, in uh, the second I thought of eating in a different way, so what's going to be good for my energy and to get me through the day of feeding the baby and looking after two children and working and trying to be a nice person mm-hmm. because ultimately when I'm not when I'm depriving myself mm-hmm. and being you know largely in a calorie deficit for most of my 20s mm-hmm. you're a bitch yeah so it's just you just have to think of it differently and yeah we're not promoting binges at all no 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 um or but unhealthy. watch them videos have yeah, a bit fun of fun YouTube. fun have YouTube a bit of fun as a Go... start, an intro to my youtube lifestyle exactly I think they've been great exactly so what you need to do is watch a couple of binge videos and then when you start to feel a bit sick go and watch an exercise video you'll feel you'll feel so much better it's like detoxing your brain but also i've also i used to feel so kind of tense when I when I found out that people were doing home exercise and oh my god oh they just been on a 10k run but again now with age it's also different Mm -hmm. it's like oh good for them they're doing something that makes them feel good and 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 exercise doesn't have to be hand I think I used to associate exercise with losing weight yeah it's not it's about making your body strong making your body strong and that's why I'm going for my JLo bum exactly but I did realize because you know I have this um phobia of jeans Mm -hmm. Um, so I can't wear jeans unless it's a, you know, I've planned that day. And also because I have this weird bloating that I just can't, I just mm-hmm. can't wear jeans. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the one pair of jeans that I've got that were our mums and I think of those jeans as my like thin jeans. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get back into them because of my bum. <laughs> I got into them the other day. You got in, you tried them on? Yeah. Don't try my jeans on, BB. I've probably stretched out the bum, to be oh honest. So, like, you're easily be able yeah, to you've got a smaller... wiggle, on, wiggle on in no, there. No, you've got a smaller waist than me. I've got... I'm a pair. Oh, I'm a, a pair. Cu- a few months ago, I um, <clears throat> I borrowed a pair of uh, Harish's tracksuit bottoms. And when he put them back on again, he looked like <laughs> an old granddad shuffling about. Because they were literally the saggiest ass. They are unwearable for him now. And the whole thing is stretched Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize the impact. It's so funny how different our bodies are because I just have this. I'm a pair. You're a no. You're an owl. I'm an hourglass. I'm an hourglass. I'm a fucking hourglass. I'm an hourglass, babe. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) sorry if you think we're absolute mental cases. Mental cases. We're not. We're Um, fine. We're fine. But I think it's 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 also funny that I think so many adults have this like embarrassment when it comes to being 
like into YouTube because it is a oh, bit of totally. a young person's thing. But I, I remember when you were into it. I was super I, into it. I did have a little phase when American Idol was on for the first time mm-hmm. and I would come home. It was still on my stage where I thought I had a, an amazing singing voice. Mm-hmm. I now have come to terms with the fact that mine is just average. <laughs> Um, slash maybe below, slightly below average and a very annoying singing voice. But anyway, I used to come home and I used to watch American Idol things and I used to kind of sing along. And I now know that you do that. I, I hear Alfie do it the entire time upstairs. Mm-hmm. You can hear him singing most hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just something that I, I've i never had the time to do and I've never really, I've never, I felt you know, weird about, but now I'm, I'm all in, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. in. And you really wanted me to be a YouTuber oh, at yeah. one point. You would have been such a great YouTuber. The thing is, now I realize also that my skill set isn't necessarily in being creative and uh, writing and acting or whatever. I think my skills are being a manager. And I think from an early age, I was like, right, BB's talented. What can I do with this? <laughs> and so it was like, okay, let's make her a star. And the easiest way was YouTube. Should we? Yeah, okay. Oh, in the manner that you're woken up? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're 33 years old. It's not my responsibility to wake you up. (laughs) Yeah, but then you tell me off if I haven't woken you up. You don't wake up. You never have actually managed to get up via alarm. It's true. You've missed flights. You've missed flights. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you wanted me to be... Are we still recording? Okay. Um, Jessie wanted me to be a YouTuber because she saw me watching these makeup tutorials and practicing on myself and watching these vlogs and stuff. And you just... You were... It was so sweet the way that you were trying to kind of encourage me to pursue this interest because you didn't understand that the joy that I got from it was not the idea of me doing it. Mm -hmm. It was just watching these other slightly older kids, you know, be there and and it just- But it's because I've always been fascinated with people who can consume things. Mm -hmm. Not, this isn't, I'm not saying this in a derogatory way at all. I was jealous of the fact that you could watch these makeup tutorials and be interested because I've never really been able to keep up an interest in anyone else's things. I'm so narcissistic and self-absorbed in in, create, in a creative sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't like watching anything that people are doing because I worry that that's going to affect me. Um, so if I see somebody else is also writing about, I don't know, a seahorse, mm-hmm. okay. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> if I see somebody's... If I, if I see somebody's written about a seahorse, a, a short story about a seahorse, sea yeah. okay, then I worry that whenever I start writing, I'm going to be accidentally influenced by her seahorse story. So I choose to just not read anything that's in the kind of the same sphere of as, as what I want to create mm-hmm. because I don't want anyone to think, oh, she's copied that or she's done that. Yeah, um, because you want your work to be individual and special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if it is similar to somebody else's, I can be like, well, that's gen- genuinely because humans ultimately will create the same things as each exactly, other. Exactly, because I think that fear that you have that you know your your special individual work might get mistaken as copying someone else's is obviously a, a completely understandable thought. But the, we do we do end up mm. creating the same stuff. Exactly. Like history just repeats itself. Like we're living in an, an age that is just uh, borrowing ideas from the past. Like nothing really new can be made as like the ideas of postmodernism. Exactly, and then if you look at um, programs that are being commissioned all the time, it's so stupid that a thing doesn't go ahead because, oh, there's something that's also about a one-night stand and getting pregnant, so sorry, we can't commission this, actually, this this better idea, because that's already just like, a few months ahead of you. Yeah, there are uh, three different programs at the moment about, like, AI love, mm-hmm. aren't there? There's, like, about the same idea that you did your Black Mirror episode mm-hmm. on, yeah. about, like, a, an algorithm finding a perfect match. And They're right all now, about the same thing. And we, when both me and Bibi in the last few weeks have auditioned for things about motherhood, babies. Um, and at the time when I pitched things a couple of years ago for motherhood babies, it was like, sorry, no motherland. Mm-hmm. So no, mm-hmm. or sorry, no catastrophe. So no. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like a free for all yeah. because there's so many more um, channels now. Things are, none of them will get made yeah. as well, which is just why it's stupid. But lately me and Bibi have been doing actually more self, self tapes than usual. Yeah, helping which is, each other with them as well. Which is a good sign because it means that more things are getting made mm-hmm. again. But 
So depressing. Oh, God, yeah. Because the second that somebody tells you or gives you the impression uh, like that you're good or that you're special, whatever, even if you're like the strongest willed person in the world, you can't help but like start to think, oh, wow, this is what my life's going to be like when I get this job. <laughs> April for 16 weeks. Okay. Okay. You know, so in. How, I'm probably going to have to travel. I wonder, you know, maybe maybe somebody will be able to come and visit me. But what, am I going to be able to schedule it in with this other thing that I'm self-saving for that I'm also clearly going to get? I need to order some of my keto bars so I can have them when I'm filming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to work so out childcare. It's just a fantasy land. It's just like oh, we've told, we've we've t- spoken about this before. But yeah, every time that you audition for something new, uh, or I'm sure it's similar to other jobs, every time that you interview for something new or you have like a new opportunity, you're just adding an extra room to your dream house that's just never gonna come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. Um. But what's incredibly depressing is that so now I'm 33, and I've finally started to go up for roles that are actual women, mm-hmm. like they're grown women that maybe are married and have kids. And um, so that's exciting, but not so great is that some of them are like roles for 40 year old women. And it's not that I, I'm insulted the fact that I would go up for a 40 year old woman, it's the fact that why isn't a 40 year old being seen for this role? No, 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 40 year olds are now playing 60 year olds yeah. and 60 year old actresses, they're put out to pasture. They just shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, so sad. It's so ageist. Yeah, of course it is. I so mean, I auditioned for it and I was like, there's just no way. I'm sorry. I'm, that, uh, you know, I'm not old enough for this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think I, mm-hmm. you know. And then imagine if I did get it. Mm-hmm. I would I would feel like saying, sorry, no, can we give it to this brilliant actress who's 41 and she hasn't got a role in a while. And yeah. It's just, it won't ever happen. Exactly. It's like the lifespan. I'll still be auditioning for 15 and 16 year olds in it for a couple more years and then suddenly I'll only be auditioning for 35 year olds no I was auditioning for 16 year olds until relatively recently so you've got a long time yeah but it is it's just crazy the 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 hunger for just youthful people playing down or playing up it's just crazy it's so fucked up it's so un. it's so damaging to give such a narrow impression of what women actually age like when men are allowed to literally look like they rolled out of a bin and we're still like oh my god <laughs> yeah Romeo. Um, rather depressingly i've started on my own uh and with alfie sometimes watching friends mm. again only because i've just done a sitcom and i've been thinking okay I just was watching high comedy mm-hmm. as a kind of a research thing. And wow, friends, I mean, obviously it's brilliant mm-hmm. and the writing is incredible, but I just couldn't couldn't help but feel so upset for the actresses and how thin they were mm-hmm. and how kind of it was so important that they were thin. Mm-hmm. They ne- and, and Phoebe, I mean, Lisa Kudrow and thinking about their careers since mm-hmm. and just feeling really confused. Like why on earth? have not more of them done amazing things since is does it show that success ultimately makes you miserable or a recluse or why why have they not done more brilliant products i know jennifer anderson not done loads of good films but the rest of them haven't really probably because people see them as the friends you know? i don't believe that because then why are the same five actresses in the uk getting work it is interesting isn't it because if you're successful in one thing, usually you get signed up for five other things where you're playing kind of a similar character. But you're saying that they haven't... I mean, definitely Courtney Cox, I, I mean, who was amazing. She was the best, by far. But, uh, I mean, what really has she seen? Well, she did a couple of series, and she did Ace Ventura, but that was before Friends. That was before Friends, yeah. Fuck, oh my God, that's such a good film. Anyway, yeah, I, just, I was really sad about that. Really sad. That's Alfie just trying to feed the baby. If you heard, like, a grunting noise, he gets quite <laughs> distressed when the baby vomits all over him. Um, but I think the reason I was so keen for you to be a YouTube star was because I saw that you were talented in a number of different ways. And I thought, oh, you should be exploiting these. As in, and, and you were young and you were so young and so it would have been a thing. Mm-hmm. But you always were just so keen just to watch and to have a nice time. And I think that's just, we're so different like that. Yeah. I would, and I'm, I'm, I was way more miserable as a teenager than you were. Mm-hmm. So I think that I now kind of appreciate that you were able to to watch those things in a in a sweet innocent way. I think also being the youngest of five, I was so used to watching people do stuff anyway. Because if I wanted to play the like the PlayStation or whatever, or I think it was a GameCube, I, I wasn't allowed. Ben and Jamie would just take turns, and yeah. I would just watch. So I got very very used to just like enjoying other people's time yeah. and talents. You should get onto Twitch then. You should just watch people on Twitch. Oh yeah, God, I know. I, I would have become one of those gamer girls who like wears the pink wig and does the little high voice and, and, and men pay me to just like chat to them about how their gaming etiquette. Oh, 
good job. <laughs> I, I know, you're really good at it. You should definitely do Twitch. I would love it. See, mm. I'm going to become her Twitch manager. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's a new world. It's a new world, you know? It was really nice that people responded really nicely to the podcast last week about grief and mm-hmm. stuff and star signs, obviously star signs. But, of course. Um, because I felt quite exposed talking about it and stuff. And I still do. But occasionally it's just nice to let a bit of air out. Yeah. You can never really... Uh, I, I never feel eloquent when I talk about it at all. I always feel like I'm completely tripping over my words. And it's because with something that happens that's so uh, like um, irreversible, you want what you say to be really actually how you feel and to accurately describe it. But it's just an ever-changing thing. So it's, it's difficult it's to actually to be eloquent put it into about words. it. Yeah. Because it's just so confusing and baffling. I thought you were really eloquent. No, I'm never eloquent. I am never eloquent. Oh, but I, I shouldn't be like kind of um, promoting the fact that how ineloquent I am, but really excited me. My book's arrived. Um, and you, you did some, I'm just showing for people who are listening, I'm just showing my book, which... Um, it's beautiful. It, 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 well, it will be beautiful when it's not like a proof. A proof is, um, I didn't realize this before I got into this uh, world, that a proof is basically sent out to bookstagrammers. So if you're a bookstagrammer and you want my book, DM me. Um, don't. I, I don't look at DMs because they terrify me. Um, <laughs> really, really scary stuff on my DMs. You probably have like 10,000 unread messages. They're all, do you miss one one? <laughs> do you miss one one? Um, and some are more graphic than that. I won't go into them. But yeah, so these are all sent out to bookstagrammers who then give their opinion on it and then hopefully it builds up a buzz for it. Um, and the cover isn't exactly as, because my our mum did the the cover beautifully. She, um, she made it out of felt. Made it out of felt. I won't show it because I've just done my nails. But um, So it will be much more HD and stuff. But it's just terrifying. It's, it's a real thing. That's it's a, a real chunky thing. book. It's a ch- I wrote a thick book. There's loads of words in there. And you know you have to think about font size. You have to think about spacing, everything like that. Like, oh, what do God. you, what do you, what do you think when you see a book with relatively big font? I mean, it is. We were talking about this earlier. It's kind of like a, a more modern. It's not such a big font. No, no, no I'm, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that it's a big font. But I'm just Slag saying for the for the up. listener, or the watcher, observer. What do you think when you open a book that has really, really tiny font? Do you instantly get a little bit, like a little bit, your heart drops a little bit? That's how I feel when I see a tiny font. I'm like. Oh God, it's gonna be a bit, it's gonna be a serious one, isn't it? Whereas when you see like a nice sort of generous font, I think, okay, cool. We're gonna have fun, aren't we? Yeah, I- We're gonna I, have fun. I mean, this is all hyperbole because I haven't read a book in six months, so. <laughs> I, I kind of find when a book has uh, got very small font, I like it and I like thinner books. So I'm quite, I'm, I, I'm, I'm staggered that that's so thick. And I will be trying to make the font a bit... It's still quite small, the font, but there's a lot of spacing around the edges. But, like, you... I mean, you wrote a book. I wrote Nobody a Nobody could deny. If there was, like, a book and then another smaller book on the table and somebody's like, pass me that book, I'd pick up yours, because that's a book. Well, it's a bright book. I just didn't want, to like, a photo of a girl on the front or... I, I always I, wonder about the people that pose for the photos that are used for the covers of books. Oh, are they, yes. are they Are they special book models? Yes. they're always girls. They always look very kind of Slavic, beautiful model, tall, really, really long hair, loads of heavy makeup, and they're doing something dramatic like leaning out of a window. Do they just... Are they models specifically just for book covers? Yeah. Because that's a, that's a line of work I would be very interested Total to get into. Total line of work you could get into. Because then you think when you're reading about the lead, read ca- the lead character in that book... You think of the lady on the cover. Well, that's actually something I wanted to talk to you about. I wanted to take a, I wanted to, because I obviously am trying to do all of the publicity kind of very authentically and shitly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you if you would be, if I could take a photo of you walk, when we're allowed to go to a beach and we could try and time it with a sunset and you can, you can fulfill your book, your book cover dream. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't want your face though, no offense. Just oh, the perfect. Back, just the back. Gorgeous. Yeah. So people can see my lovely little shape in a little swimming yeah. costume. Silhouette. Um, I don't look good in any athleisure. So, and that includes swimming costumes. So you might be disappointed. Can I not wear oh, a swimming God. costume? No, it wouldn't be a swimming. Why would you be in a swimming costume? Is there at the beach? <laughs> no, it would just be you in the sunset in the background. Do you remember in the summer when Alfie took that photo of me and I thought, I was like, okay, take a lovely photo of me walking with Johnny and Margo into the sea, um, pregnant with 10. Obviously from the back, you couldn't see that I was pregnant. 
Um, and I was hunched over because I was wearing your shitty little halter neck swimsuit. Mm-hmm. And the photo of me from the back, I look like an 80-year-old woman. Yeah, yeah. We actually spoke about that on our first podcast. That has inspired me to do my J-Lo bum exercises. Yeah, that you're a different woman now. It haunts me. You have a different behind. I do. I do. I don't really. And I'm doing so many fucking bum lifts. So I just kind of feel like it, no, exercise doesn't really change your body that much. But then how did... Okay, I won't go into it. But um, yeah. I would like you to be my book model, please. That is so yeah, yeah. nice, Jesse. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can do the job well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your back will do the job well. Oh, gorgeous, yeah. I've got a lovely back. Yeah. It's covered in eczema right now, but oh. we'll sort that out before the photo's taken. I just do feel like bodies up until they're 25 are going through puberty still. Yeah, 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 big time. Oh, I wonder what I'm going to blossom as a butterfly as. I hope that I get to be five foot seven, and I hope I have raven dark hair with freckles all over. That's um, where I want to be when I grow up. I wonder if you will still grow. Mm, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. So yeah. So yeah. So thank you if you've um, pre-ordered my book. That's really nice. I'm apparently it really, really means something, and that's really weird because I don't think I would ever pre-order a book. Mm-hmm. I've pre-ordered one this month, um, but that's because I liked her. Um, it was. It was uh, last month. It was her. You know the Aries book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the weird one about the merman. Um, she's done another you mean the one. The Pisces. The Pisces. Um, really weird book. Loved um, it. Loved it, but it was it, it was it was weird. Mm. Um, and so she's done another book called Milk Fed, mm-hmm. um, which is all about food and uh, anorexia and stuff. But obviously, that's our um, <laughs> ding ding ding. When can that arrive at my door as soon as possible, please? <laughs> so it's quite good because she's. It's she's she writes really well at being an obsessive. So we just love we are gonna love it. But I bought it on my on my iPad um, because I can can't I don't want to have any light in the room at the end of the day because it will wake the the kids up. So it's just such a different thing reading a book on my iPad. I feel like it's more work than mm, anything. Mm. This is a really boring topic of conversation. No, so. I don't think so. I, I think it's wonderful. I just I don't think that. I think that people should try and view books in a slightly different way. Because Alfie raised this point to me the other day. Even if you read a book a week for a whole year, you'd only still read 52 books in that year. And that doesn't feel like that many. Made me, it's obviously a lot of books. Uh, yeah. But it's not loads of books. Okay, I've probably read maybe 10 books in the last, like, five years. No, that's not true. Like, you I mean, that's not, share books all No, time. I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like... Okay, sure. I've probably read more than that. I sometimes go through phases of reading a lot and I some at the moment going through a phase of really not reading anything. Apart from this one philosophy book that I've been trying to read for like four months. Thank you so much, yeah. Um, but I just think it's because we put so much pressure on ourselves and it, it, it should be like the bonus, you know? Mm. It should be like something that you look forward to when you read a book and then if you don't want to, take, if you don't want to read a book for a little while afterwards, don't judge yourself. No. But I always feel really like looked down upon when I... I think um, that's the insecurities of not going to university and stuff, but because I've always just read for fun and I, I'm very particular, so I only read books that are completely on my... They're my interests. Yeah. And I've never been ashamed of that. Yeah. So, and, and as a result, I've read more because I, I enjoy those kind of books. I'm not trying to read a book on philosophy. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to read a book on history. Um, so, yeah, I think I've tried to write a book for those kind of people that aren't going to be scared about it being kind of something that there's loads of fucking big words in. Yeah. And, it's, I, you know, there's no point trying to prove that you know loads of big words in a book. Exactly. That's what I get. I get so annoyed when I read stuff that is overly pretentious mm-hmm. and and there's there's too many words to describe one thing yeah. and there's too much landscape and I'm very I've got a very very particular taste yeah. so I've written a book for that yeah. very small you know slice of people well also it's nice to um sometimes just like step into a world and it's not like you've gone from book to book to book to book where you just always have to have one on the go I quite like when I decide to read a book that looks interesting being able to fully immerse yourself into that mm. world because it's like it's so new and it's so different to yours yeah and it's it's completely unrealistic to think that you're going to find books regularly that do grab you like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's really not very often it's maybe once a year I find a book that is I read in a month uh, you know really quickly and I just love it like the last one that that you did that for me was Eleanor Oliphant and mm-hmm. that was like two years ago the one I, I read that so quickly yeah mine um, was um my dark Vanessa Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Um, But it's really rare that that happens. And so, yeah, exactly. I just, 
that I, I I just have like a strange relationship with them, I guess, you know, because yeah. I feel so much like innate pressure. But now I'm getting to a place where it's like you should just read for enjoyment. <laughs> okay. Thank you for watching. Thank you so much for watching. Um, we're at hope we're a bit lighter today. Yeah. that's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we got our colourful little T-shirts on. Yeah, I did it. I did my home plat, so it'll be all crimpy, crimpy, sassy, sassy little, sassy, crimpy, sassy little. And this backdrop is one is the first one my ever made, first one my mum ever made for me. Um, when I started doing talking of YouTube, when I started doing vlogs, this bitch is a YouTuber. I started doing vlogs without ever really watching vlogs on YouTube, and like that, it haunts me that they're still on my YouTube. But they actually are really. I, it was my first time of using iMovie. You can really see see some fade in and fade out there. Um, and this was then used on my for my show Sunrise uh, when I had a set which was a cage, which is the cage I slept in with the kids when we when when me and Alfie broke up. And weirdly, um, if you're interested, um, which hopefully you are if you're listening to the podcast, I'm recording Sunrise in a couple of weeks, which is terrifying. Um, in an empty Soho theatre. In an empty, ghostly Soho theatre. And Bibi will be with me and we're going to be filming all of the extra bits for Patreon. Exactly. So if you want to sign up to our backstage Patreon. VIP pass. So what did you call it? The, the backside. Backside. <laughs> the you want to back... see the backside of our story? Yep. So Bibi... Come on down to Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of extra stuff like that. So that's quite... It's going to be so nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about doing it? I feel fine just because I'm a different person now. Mm. So I feel like I'm doing it as an actress rather than me being kind of devastated that Alfie was fucking 50 women mm. and kind of eating peanut butter with a random girl. Yeah. You know? So now you can actually just look at it as like a performance art installation. Uh, she, okay, just, she wasn't a random girl, but yeah. like, you know, he was he was having peanut butter toast with someone else. Exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's me, that means something. It did mean something. It did mean something. Mm -hmm. And I'm still very upset about it you don't really eat toast with somebody unless you're very intimate with them exactly that's that's exactly mm -hmm. it you know you're not going to eat toast with like a colleague toast is an after sex snack it, it really is yeah. yeah so the fact that he had toast with someone <laughs> made me want to vomit gotcha gotcha um I was, just, I was also thinking about power dynamics and i i was thinking if you've ever been able to hear somebody we through a wall mm -hmm. They're, they're not more powerful than you. That's what I realised. You've never heard a really, really powerful person we, have you? That's, I thought you were going to say, I, you've never heard a person we who you hadn't just fucked. No, no, no. <laughs> also, it's an intimate thing. It's, it's an, an intimate, intimate thing. thing. If you're at a friend's house, I mean, obviously it's like, this is now living vicariously in the past when people were able to go to each other's houses and stuff. But like, if you're at a friend's house, you might be able to hear them wee a little bit through the wall. You might even be able to hear like somebody wee through the wall. If you're at school, you might be able to hear, this is so weird. <laughs> but you've never really heard a powerful person wee, have you? Because their bathroom is far away. You're not gonna have access to that. You're not gonna be a wall away from hearing somebody wee. Thank you for listening, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. She's going crazy now, she's going crazy. Watch her now.